Welcome to Heistish, where entrepreneurs learn from the jaw-dropping deeds of trending trademark disputes and alleged intellectual property heists. I'm Ivy, legal analyst, trademark attorney, and host of the Heistish podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about the White Lives Matter trademark dispute. There is a lot being shared throughout the media outlets, and not all of it is true. So let's get into it. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but some of you may be because a lot of people share this particular issue with me on social media. It's definitely a hot topic that people want to discuss. It's the White Lives Matter trademark dispute. Kanye West hosted a fashion show back in October of this year where he featured t-shirts with the slogan White Lives Matter printed on the back. Of course, there was significant outrage from many, many, many people um, who were just very disappointed in the way that he displayed the slogan, as well as some of his insensitive comments to um, different communities. And we can go on and on and on about Kanye West and how this has all impacted his overall brand. But I want to make sure that we focus on this particular issue, which just came up where media outlets are sharing that Kanye West is no longer legally permitted to sell these t-shirts because the White Lives Matter trademark is owned by two Black men who host the radio show Civic Cipher. And as much as that would be an amazing story, it's not true. There is some truth to it, But the headlines are not completely accurate. And so today's show will be focused on sharing the facts with you, as well as some key takeaways that you can learn from this particular trademark dispute. So here are the facts. The radio show Civic Cipher is hosted by Ramsey's Jaw and Quentin Ward. They host the show out of Phoenix, Arizona, and they were gifted the trademark application for White Lives Matter. So they explained that, you know, in the course of hosting a show, a listener reached out to them and explained that in October of 2022, he filed an intent to use trademark application for White Lives Matter based on you know, his disdain with the use of the slogan. He wanted to secure ownership of the phrase with the intent of preventing others who may potentially use it in some sort of malicious manner. Um, He wanted to prevent them from being able to use the term white lives matter. He thought that these particular individuals would be great to assign the application to because he felt like they had a better platform and could potentially use the trademark rights or good to support Black initiative organizations that are aligned with the values of Black Lives Matter. Um, With that being said, they accepted his offer. If you look through the USPTO, you will see that the listener did indeed assign his rights to the trademark application to Civic Cipher. That is a part of the process. When you file an application, you are listed as the owner or your business is listed as the owner of the trademark that you are seeking registration for. And you can assign the rights to that application to someone else during the trademark registration process. They accepted the rights. They are now listed as the owner on the application. However, it is still pending. The application is still pending, guys. It has not reached the point of registration. And that is where this big mix-up is. There is the assumption that because Civic Cipher is listed as the owner on the trademark application, that they now own 
the rights to the slogan, White Lives Matter. And if you are familiar with the trademark registration process, or even if you're not, I'm going to share with you today how that works. Once you have filed a trademark application, you do recognize that there is quite a lengthy period of time where your application is undergoing examination by examining attorneys that are assigned by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And in that examination, they are going to review your application and make sure that it checks all the boxes for what should be required based on the application that you filed. And based on their examination, they will then decide whether or not your application should move forward to the next phase of the process. So we're going to talk about that today because they have some roadblocks ahead of them. And most definitely, these headlines should not be making these sort of assertions because they may ultimately not end up with exclusive trademark rights to the White Lives Matter slogan. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so let me share a little bit of history about the attempts at trademarking White Lives Matter. So back in 2016, a company by the name of WLM Apparel filed a trademark application under class 25 for clothing with the logo of like uh, some sort of swordfish or some sort of fish. I'm, I'm not really big into marine life, but a fish with the slogan white lives matter embedded into the design of the logo. They received office actions, which means they received some feedback from the trademark office expressing some issues with the application. And there were two very important issues that the trademark office had. One, they didn't like the specimen or the image that WLM Apparel provided showing how they were using the trademark in connection with their clothing. They felt like it was being displayed as some sort of slogan on the t-shirt and not necessarily in a way that they would expect the trademark to be displayed. They generally prefer the trademark to be on the actual tag of the garment or attached to some sort of price tag in such a way to show that this trademark is being used in commerce, right? Not something that you just slap on the front or the back of the t-shirt. Now, mind you, this is the same way that Kanye West did it when he shared his t-shirt. So again, it's very important to um, illustrate how you show proof of use of your trademark when you are sending in your application to the USPTO. But anyways, so the USPTO says, look, you know, it looks like this is just some sort of ornamental design that you're putting on your t-shirts. It doesn't really meet the level of what we consider a trademark to be. And let me just be clear on what the USPTO deems a trademark to be, because I think that that is one of the really important pieces that is missing from this particular story. And I'm going to share that with you. So the USPTO says a trademark is a word name symbol or device or any combination of what I just shared used by a manufacturer or merchant to identify their goods and distinguish them from the goods manufactured or sold by others. Okay, so the issue with the way that they displayed this logo with White Lives Matter on this T-shirt is that the USPTO, when they are evaluating the specimen or the T-shirt sample or the image that was provided, they basically said the way that you're showcasing this logo appears to be ornamental. It appears to be merely a decorative or ornamental feature of your clothing and does not function as a trademark to indicate the source of your clothing and to identify and distinguish your clothing from others. So that's very, very important to establish, right? It's not an office action that you can't overcome, right? That basically means they may need to adjust where they're putting the logo, maybe shift the logo to the tag, find some um, 
specific placement for the logo and they would potentially be able to overcome that particular office action. But the second office action is the one that is really going to be tricky. And this is one that is going to ring true for the existing trademark application for Civic Cipher as well. So pay close attention to this one. The USPTO issued a second office action for WLM Apparel back in 2016, um, requesting a disclaimer for the words White Lives Matter. Now, remember, WLM Apparel has presented a logo. So there's the fish, there's you know some other design elements, and then White Lives Matter is embedded into the logo design. So the USPTO is saying, okay, we don't have an issue with the fish. We don't have an issue with the swirly lines and all of these other decorative elements that you've included in your logo, but White Lives Matter, you're going to have to disclaim because it is a widespread slogan that merely conveys an informational, social, political, religious, or similar kind of message. It does not function as a trademark to indicate the source of applicants' goods, nor to identify and distinguish them from others. With that being said, this particular application was abandoned back in 2017. So that means that WLM Apparel just basically dropped the ball, did not respond to the office actions, did not attempt to fix the placement of the logo, didn't decide to, you know, issue the disclaimer. Maybe they didn't know what to do, right? I don't know if they filed it independently or if they filed it with an attorney. I didn't dig that deep because, you know, it's abandoned, right? It's it's dead. Now, Let's speed up to today's issue, which is Civic Cipher's pending application. With their application, they have not applied for registration for a logo. They applied for registration of the actual word mark, meaning the slogan itself, the words White Lives Matter. Now, based on what I just shared with you, they are going to come up against some of the same issues that this previous trademark application that included White Lives Matter faced. Since the USPTO has already indicated that the words white lives matter cannot exist as a trademark because it is such a widespread slogan and does not function as a trademark to indicate the source of applicants' goods, nor does it identify or distinguish anyone's goods from others. And so it's likely that the USPTO is going to refuse trademark registration for White Lives Matter on the Civic Cipher application because slogans or terms that merely convey an informational message are not registrable. And the USPTO has made this argument in several other instances. There are other trademark applications that have tried to secure the exclusive rights to commonly used phrases, and they refuse those registrations. And they've basically stated that the more commonly a term or slogan is used in everyday speech, the less likely the public will be able to use it to identify only one source and the less likely the term or the slogan will be recognized by purchasers as a trademark or service mark. I don't think that they will be successful in securing the exclusive rights to the term white lives matter, which means they will not be successful in precluding the use of the slogan white lives matter from Kanye West or any other organization that intends to use it for whatever reason. And unfortunately, you know, I think that that is the misconception when it comes to the trademark registration process. You cannot register anything, right? You can't trademark anything and everything simply because you don't want other people to use it. It must be connected to one, 
your business or your product or your service, right? And two, you must be able to illustrate that this particular slogan, this brand name, this logo can be a unique identifier for your business that distinguishes those goods, those services, or your business from that of someone else's. A few key takeaways for this episode. One, major media outlets do get it wrong sometimes. Sometimes in the rush to be the first to share a story and to be the first to, you know, get the headline so you can kind of bait people into clicking on that article and visiting your website, they will just regurgitate storylines that are inaccurate without actually doing the fact checking. And as unfortunate as that is, you guys still have to be very cautious about where you receive your information, whether or not, you know, it's a website that you review on a regular basis or, you know, someone you follow on social media, you know, try to diversify your platform so that you are getting pieces of information from different places. Of course, you can always check in at the High Stitch Podcast for the trending trademark topics because, you know, I don't wish to be the first to report on things and kind of shed light on these disputes. I just want to be the one that provides you with the most insight and gives you the information that is accurate. So I took my time in doing some research on this one because I really wanted to understand the history of, you know, the trademark application processes specifically for the White Lives Matter slogan, how things have turned out in the past and how they'll likely turn out for Civic Cipher in the future. Additionally, um, a good key takeaway is recognizing that you do have an option pre-launch with Civic Cipher. They file what we call an intent to use trademark application. This means that they don't have a product. They have not launched a service. They're not selling anything at the moment, but they intend to use white lives matter in some way, shape or form as their trademark, right? So if you have a new service that you intend to launch, or you want to launch a business in the future, and you just want to lock down your name, If you truly have intent, honest intent on using that trademark in connection with that product, that service, or that business, then the intent to use trademark application is definitely a strategic move. You can definitely take a look online to learn some more information or, of course, reach out to me and I'd be happy to consult with you on what that would look like for you and your brand development goals. Next, um, the key takeaway is when you are launching those clothing brands, guys, like make sure that you are presenting specimens that are not going to result in what I shared with you, um, the ornamental refusal, making sure that the placement of your logos are where they should be. Put them on the tag. If you have questions about making sure that your specimens are appropriate for your trademark applications, I can certainly help with that as well. And then also the biggest takeaway of this episode is If you have not received a registration certificate, you do not own the trademark. So until the individuals, whether it be Civic Cipher or anyone else, has that digital copy or that presentation copy of the registration certificate, you know, the one that has the the gold sticker at the bottom and is signed by the appropriate authorities, <laughs> the United States Patent and Trademark Office, until you have a registration certificate, you do not own the rights to the trademark. You cannot police the trademark. You cannot prevent anyone else from using the trademark. And you should not be speaking and asserting that you do have those specific trademark rights. Be very, very careful because 
You are not permitted to use that Circle R status that indicates that you have a registered trademark and exclusive trademark rights until you have received that registration certificate. Until that day comes, you're more than welcome to use the TM symbol, but just know that you do not own the trademark until you have a registration certificate. And Civic Cipher does not have one. I don't know if they will be successful in receiving one, but based on the history of the attempts to trademark White Lives Matter, it's not looking good. But I do, you know, I commend them on their efforts and the initiative. I think that they do have good intentions. Um, I congratulate them on, you know, having that sort of relationship with the listeners of their show um, and and having that sort of trust factor with them to the extent that this listener felt like they would do some good with this particular trademark. But again, you know, this is this is a different ball game. It's not you you want to trademark it so you can. There's a process to securing trademark rights and there are requirements and qualifications that must be met. And until that happens, until you receive that registration certificate, keep quiet. <laughs> hold it down. And then once you have secured exclusive trademark rights, then you can speak as loudly and as to many media outlets as you like. Um, I hope that you guys really got some good information, some good details and some clarity on this particular trademark dispute. Until next time, I'm Legally Ivy. Protect your brand. Stay connected on Instagram at Heistress Podcast for next week's episode. And if you witness some heistish conduct or trademark disputes you want to discuss, share with us on Instagram at Heistish Podcast and receive a free Starbucks gift card if you select your topic for the show. This Heistish episode is sponsored by Canarian Hedge, an intellectual property and brand protection law firm. Canarian Hedge protects your business so you can focus on building it. Heistish material has been prepared and provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to constitute legal advice. While I am a lawyer, without an official engagement agreement, I am not your lawyer, and the information provided in each episode does not create a lawyer-client relationship. Please consult legal counsel on your specific situation before making legal decisions about your business.